quite a lot of people. Um, when I first started, a lot of people were like, oh, I'll be available in like two months. I'm like, okay, I get it. And then I just kind of hit the ground running. And then I the, the gimmick has been like, the first person I, I interviewed as a local wrestler was Achilles, who's now um, Javier Cruz. And then he, I asked him, like, who do you think is good enough to be in the show? And he said, Damian Malice. And I asked Malice, and he said, who do you think who do you think should be on the show? I mean, like, who's good enough and someone that you would want to wrestle, like, that you'd have a good time, you know, in, in the ring with. And he's like, a guy named uh, Damon Ace. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So I, I contacted Damon, and Damon put me in contact with uh, Lilith. And then um, it just it's just been – uh, kismet, if that makes sense. Like everyone has been giving me the the, yeah. best, the best people, and I've had quite a few people tell me, "No, you need to talk to Jason." And when I was talking to Napier, um, he's like, "You have to get him on the show." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, you're like the fifth person to tell me." And he's like, "No, you have to." And then also, you have to get it out of him why he's the new Mister Colorado. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh... He, he's gone after me asking me that question quite a bit as to why I uh, started referring to myself as Mr. Colorado Wrestling. And uh, I dig it. I mean, really. <laughs> so I started doing that as a jab at uh, Big Guns Justin Andrews, considering the fact that he wasn't from Colorado, but called himself Mr. Colorado Wrestling. And then I have been here for 17 years. And so I went after him and said, well, if anyone's Mr. Colorado Wrestling, it's a guy that's been around the longest. So then when I beat him at New Era's uh, event back in May, I told him, you know, well, I'm taking your name. And so he has, he's been gone. I understand he's on deployment, but I took his name. And then that evolved into people didn't deserve to have me as Mr. Colorado Wrestling. So then I became, now I call myself the kingpin of Colorado because – it kind of nothing happens without me knowing about it. You got so, your you got your fingers and everything. Pretty much. I mean, first off, since returning, I've been undefeated, and I uh, I've been here for so long that there's nothing that goes on without me knowing about it. So, How, <clears throat> you you're pretty exclusive to New Era. Uh, what what makes them so special? Well, New Era is where I returned. I was gone. I, I did have an injury for a little bit, and I was gone for about three years. And uh, when I was last seen, I was the New Era champion, and then I lost the, the belt. And then I kind of disappeared for a while after that. So when I came back, I started off not really with the intention of wrestling again, but I started off on commentary. And then through that, I, you know, some of the guys were talking and almost saying that I couldn't keep up. I couldn't go again. I couldn't do it. So I came back and I started off there and now I, uh, I'm wrestling all over the place. I, I do new era wrestling. I'm currently the Primo's premier pro wrestling champion and I'm making my debut for Colorado Springs wrestling on October 19th. So I'm starting to get uh, my legs forward again and getting back into it. Now, obviously, it didn't feel too good when they were kind of antagonizing you that you, you know, you couldn't do it again. Like, how did it? How did it really set a fire under your ass? 
Well, I mean, really, it, it kind of started off. I like I said, I've been out for with injury for a while. I went by the training facility and kind of worked with some of the guys to, you know, see how things were going and how I felt. And some of the guys were like, just you know, it was more general ribbing. Oh, you gonna get back into this old man? You gonna, you know, think you still go? Things like that. And so it just kind of was like, you know what? Yeah, I can still go. And so I trained, got back into it, and I think I've proved myself so far that, yeah, I can still go. Not without, uh, I don't want any names, but did anyone not rib you and really mean it? You know, I'm I'm not sure. You know, everything I kind of take light, you know, with a grain of salt. But, you know, if any of them did say so, then uh, hopefully they are eating crow right now because I'd like to think that I'm still going and doing just fine. What what sort of energy did you get? So I actually had a couple of uh, injuries. I had a, I had a bum knee that, that I actually hurt back in uh, 2004, and then it just kind of started creeping back up on me with some nagging pain. And so I had to have it scoped. And then I also had, uh, some lower back issues that turned out to be a, I think it's called a IT band in your, from your hip to your knee that it was over tightened and it just was causing me some uh, hip issues and started doing some yoga and stretching that out. And then I had to uh, drop some weight and did a whole bunch of stuff. And so now I've, uh, Dropped a tremendous amount of weight, got back in shape, and things are going well. So. If, if you don't mind, I'd like to to inquire about that a little bit because you were pretty proud about that on Facebook the other day. Um, you know, you obviously when you're when you're not in the game, you know you're you're going to get a little rusty. Um, how's the yoga helping you? Uh, the yoga is tremendous. I mean, it helps with flexibility. It helps just with small things. I mean falling on your back all the time wrestling getting slammed you uh compress discs you tighten up a lot of those those ligaments and the muscle fibers around your your spine and doing the yoga just stretching out my back stretching out my legs my knees everything like that it's definitely um i'd say kind of almost rehab me to make me feel back you know 10 years younger so i feel like i could go with the best of them again uh the one oh. thing that the car, the yoga hasn't quite done is the yoga or, or the cardio for for it. So uh, I have to do that on the side, ride a bike and run things like that. So what what was your top weight? The most I weighed was well, at least the most that I weighed myself at. I'm, I don't know if I, if it was the most I actually weighed, but three hundred and seventy three pounds where I hit, and so. I didn't realize how much I had gained because I could still carry the weight around. I mean, I've always been a strong guy. I was still able to run and move and do things, but maybe not as fast as I had in the past. Didn't realize how much weight I really gained and then made some lifestyle changes and had to meet with some doctors about certain things because I had some hormone issues and a whole laundry list of things I could you know, bore you with here. But the, the bottom line is that it was a, a year ago I made the decision to uh, – make some changes in my life and to my lifestyle and the way I do things. And now, uh, as you saw in my post on Facebook the other day, I got down to 237 pounds. So down 136, uh, in just a, a year. So it's been quite a long journey, but well worth it. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty proud of you, man. That, that's, I, I'm, 
I've only met you actually twice, but, um, and I, I feel like I offended you the first time I met you because I walked past you and I said, way to shine them up, man, because you made your opponent look so goddamn good. And all of a sudden some long haired <laughs> asshole walks past you, slaps you on the shoulder and says that and just walks away. I, I, I was, I didn't know. I, I was a little bit intimidated, but you, you, <laughs> you, you, you gave me this look like, who the fuck is this asshole? And and how the hell did he know what the fuck I was doing, whether or not I was shining anyone up? But that's part of the game, in my opinion, is making your opponent look good. But goddamn, I mean, like, obviously you were the, the vet in that match. And um, I, I, who, who the hell were you wrestling? Um, this was back in, I want to say, maybe June or July when I, I went to that show. And you... It was obvious that you were superior, but you made everything look good, and that was what really made me want you to be on the show other than people recommend you. Uh, second off, um, I made some recent changes myself and very unhealthy, and you know I was drinking like all the time man like I, like there was i was a I was a worthless sack of shit that's how I felt um, I got up to two. <laughs> I got up to 260. I mean, it was just like every morning was like, please don't get pulled over. <laughs> like, you know, and, and it, it, it sucked. And that's when, but really what kind of started it was starting minefields. And cause I, I was a reporter. That's what I did. And I got a lot, I had a lot of a, a joy out of it, you know, showing people, what I think is a superior product or a superior person or work of art or a comic book. Um, so I, it, it made me, it made me proud that uh, you were on my agenda to talk to when you showed that, that bit of yourself and expose that part of you. Cause that people are usually pretty concerned that they don't want anyone to know that. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I was that way for a while. I, uh, even when I first kind of started this journey, I mostly didn't want to share anything just in case I wasn't successful. You know, I didn't want to spout saying how I'm starting this journey and then have it go nowhere. I, I had done that before. I struggled with my weight and, and, uh, honestly a food addiction for years. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, under, I completely understand that people that don't want to make it public. And so it took me a while to even publicize that I had been losing weight and that I have been on this journey. So, um, I mean, I, I totally understand where you're coming from there. And, uh, yeah, I want to say it was probably about six months before I, I ever made a real post about how I, uh, how I'm doing with my health. And, and it's kind of funny because like I said, I was gone from wrestling for so long that when I showed back up to do commentary, there were many people that had never seen me even at, I think when I came back, I was at about 280 and there was people that hadn't seen me that light, you know, for the majority of my career, I've, I was 290 and above. So there were guys that saw me at 280 that were like, man, you're dropping some weight, huh? And, uh, you know, that was from my return back earlier this year to commentary, which I want to say was in February. And then now here I am another, you know, what is it? 50 pounds lighter than that. <laughs> well, almost. Mm -hmm about 42 pounds 43 pounds lighter than that so i mean that's uh you know it's been quite a change even just since my return to professional how do you so i, I 
I totally understand where you're coming from and where, where a lot of people are. Right, and and it, the the sky's the limit once you get control over things. How's it how's it been in your personal life? Just if you don't mind me, just scratch the surface of it. I mean, like, uh, are things just phenomenally better with your family and uh, at work? Uh, is it really just boosting you, especially with the yoga? I mean, like, that's got to put you in a good frame of mind in general. Uh, yeah, and you know, and the the yoga I've been doing. A lot of the guys, you know, I I never. I had tried yoga back with like P90X and other workout programs and never really got into the, uh, you know, sun salutation and all the, the meditation part of it. It just wasn't something that in, you know, over the last few years, uh, Diamond Dallas Page had his talked about how it wasn't your, your typical yoga. And so after doing that. Oh, so you've been doing DDP yoga. That's, yes. Yes. It's more intense and more in the the realm of what i'd say i i feel comfortable doing with a workout it's not the the meditation the slow movement that type of stuff just wasn't really for me you know what i mean yeah it, so it was a little different a little uh, to fluffy. get into it it's still it's still the same motions but a little bit different so yeah the regular yoga i've, I've tried uh, but, uh, DDP it, yoga I, i've got it actually and it's something i really need to get back into but it's certainly different from the fluffy, like regular sun salutation thing where it just kind of feels like a little, um, uh, it, masculine is the wrong word. It's more of a, when you're in that frame of mind, when you want to be like the, the best you can be, if you name it a sun salutation, you're going to, you're not going to be in, your mind's not going to be into it in general. But if DDP, relabels it shows you how to do it better i mean like that really helps uh, absolutely it's more of a i wouldn't yeah you're right masculine isn't necessarily the right word i'd say it's more just intense it's a different a different mindset to be in doing mm-hmm. that style yoga as opposed to the traditional yoga um and, and in my personal life like i said you know the, the yoga has definitely helped and with my weight loss and kind of the, the journey i've been on it, it has created a better environment in my personal life i mean even just with my daughter i I have a five-year-old daughter and you know there were times where she'd want to play and at the end of the day from carrying all the weight around i was just exhausted and i'm like yeah we'll play a little bit and i play for like five minutes and then okay i need to rest now i take her out we go walk around around, we go do things go to the park uh she loves to wrestle me so we're always wrestling around in my basement so it's uh uh it's definitely changed my interaction with my family. Uh, and then at work, even, you know, people look at you differently when, you know, lighter, when you're in shape, when you're fit. So it's, uh, yeah, people treat you differently from, from a public point of view as well. So it definitely has, uh, changed my life for the better. Well, I, I certainly appreciate you sharing that with me just that little bit. I, I didn't want too much cause, uh, you know, that we want to keep you, your, your privacy is, intact as possible but I, I certainly appreciate that because i really want a lot of our listeners uh to hear that sort of thing especially from someone that is cutting everyone up uh, uh every time he's in the ring and making him pretty much cry uh that he can be a big man and and, and uh and uh what's the word here i'm searching for uh not really be humble but focus on something and, and know how to get better whether or not you're a son of a bitch or uh someone that'll shake their hand in, in person <laughs> but 
Uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, in, in the ring is a completely different story than when I'm at home. So, oh, ab- absolutely. I really like your new look. Uh, you had kind of like a singlet look. I think the first time I saw you, and uh, yeah. n- now you you're in the. Um, <laughs> I, I, the first time I saw you wrestle in the uh, the the slacks, the suspenders and the uh, button up. I was, I was hoping that you'd gotten them from like, you ever seen those old school ads for Chuck Norris action jeans? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's funny. I was hoping you'd get, you had like the, the action slacks on because you can really fucking move in those, man. It's a good look. And, uh, I don't know how many white shirts you're going through now, but it, it, it's really working for you. It, like right off the bat, there's some guys that go out there that obviously need to have a little bit of work done on their look. They're getting started, obviously. They're still working on getting their better boots and their their better tights. But you go out shining, whether or not anyone knows what you're up to. I, I was with a couple of people that had no idea who the hell you were. But the look on their face, because at the last New Era show, I, I kind of showed up just as a, a wallflower. And... People really responded to you, even the people around me that didn't know who you were, because of the look. Uh, is it difficult but, to to wrestle in that? Uh, it's different. I want to say difficult. It's uh, it's different. I mean, I mean, there's there's definitely um, some restrictions when you're in an outfit that's meant for business, right? As opposed to athletics. But I I try to find. Um, stretch materials or something that that will allow me to move a little bit better uh the outfit that i've had now it's uh definitely held up really well i'm happy with it uh and i still wear my wrestling boots with it to uh it helps in the ring just having the the proper attire at least somewhat um but yeah changing the look up is more just uh intimidation factor you know every other guy you go out there with is in t- tights or singlet or you know some type of uh athletic wear but if i can go out there in a suit and still kick your ass well what's you know it just adds an intimidation factor to it no that's a good point especially in day-to-day life if you're at work and it's casual friday and you're in a your uh, even your favorite best pair of jeans they cost 120 bucks and and then some dude comes up in a suit that's nicely pressed and his hair is a little bit slicked back better than yours uh it does add a little bit of intimidation doesn't it Especially being yeah, the vet, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah, that happens in the uh, the business world. You know, you see a guy come in with a you know nice suit and tie, and he's all you know pressed to the nines. It, it does definitely can throw some intimidation. If you go in for an interview and you're interviewing with a guy that's like that, it's intimidating. But if you it's impressive. So I mean, it really it adds something to the look to the character. Um, and I think it, it can kind of play some mind games with my opponents. So, Well, before we start talking about who you are in ring, uh, I'd like to get a little know a little bit more about how you really got started in wrestling from the very beginning. Do, do, do you remember the first person that introduced you to wrestling? Well, uh, professional wrestling has been a part of my life since I can remember. I mean, my, my dad had me watching uh, – old tapes and stuff i had to watch tapes of the first wrestlemania when i was i mean the first wrestlemania happened when i was like two months old so i mean it i, I started watching t- 
tapes ever since I can remember. And then I was watching Saturday morning stuff. I was watching, you know, Monday Night Raws when they started up. WCW Nitro was big into the Monday Night Wars. So wrestling itself was a part of my life ever since I could remember. Now, as far as getting involved in wrestling, uh, I followed initially a path that not many people are fond of, and that was a, me and a few buddies in high school started doing backyard wrestling. Now, it wasn't for the sense of, hey, we're you know hardcore and doing this backyard thing. No, it was just we didn't know wrestling schools existed. We didn't know I hear that a lot. the ways of the business. So, yeah, when I started, I had no idea that there was a thing where you could go to a local school and start training. So I did backyard wrestling. Me and my buddies, we just kind of, you know, taught ourselves what we felt was the way to do it, which obviously now I can tell you is completely wrong. But we did what we could and tried, felt like we were putting on some entertaining stuff. Uh, didn't do too much of the hardcore thing like you'd see on those old backyard wrestling videotapes. Yeah. But, you know, of course we threw out some, some of that stuff because that was a big part of the Attitude Era that was on when we started. So there was hardcore matches, and ECW was big. So people wanted to mimic what they saw on TV. So that's what we did. Um, how many of you? How then, many of you, you know, were there? Fast forward. Uh, go ahead. How many of them? How, how many of you guys were there? You know, I, we probably had a group of fifteen to twenty people that did it. Um, of that group, there were three of us that went on to do indie wrestling. And from that group, there's two of us left. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you fast forward in, in high school, a couple of years after I started doing that, I met a guy uh, in high school. His name is Robert Kimball. And we became instant friends. We were buddies. And he told me, hey, you know, there's this wrestling school that I went to. And I was like, what? And so I was tell like, well, me more. I got to check this out. <laughs> tell me more immediately. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was like, I, I need to know this. I need to find these people. I need to go there. So uh, we got together and found a group of guys. Uh, they wrestled with this company called High Velocity Wrestling. Um, it was started, this I want to say, in like 2002. Um, it was kind of the remnants of the old CWO, which was a Colorado wrestling organization back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Gotcha. And uh, went there me and Rob and we were just like, Hey, we got to get into this school no matter what we could do. And then I saw the cost and I believe it was $1,500. And I was like, there's no way I could pay for that. So I found a way to pay for it and I did graphic design. So I started designing all their flyers and tickets and t-shirts and anything I could do to pay my way to start going to wrestling training. So you wanted that's it better. kind of how I got into indie wrestling. Yeah. I, I just had to do that and, made it happen so robert kimball he kept wrestling and then we developed our characters and he became as a lot of people know in colorado rob risen uh rob risen and i started off as a tag team did that when we first started we were known as high risk it was rob risen and jason if you look at our names now he goes by risen exclusively but the why he goes ry Z-I-N. And then I'm Jason, S-Y-N-N. So the Ys were a big part of the thing when we were high risk. It was H-Y-R-Y-S-K. So it was kind of a group thing that we did together. And so now we still carry those names uh, to this day. He's uh, in Florida and he's made his name on NXT and TNA and things like that. But we're still, Are you guys still close? very good friends. Yeah. 
and uh oh yeah we talk to each other all the time we're you know whenever he comes out here we get together whether it's in the ring or not we're still you know we're still buddies he's one of the best friends i've ever had in the business that's so. important uh, yeah so i mean he was back there in the backyard days with me did a couple of things but uh he wasn't too big into doing the backyard so that's when he told me about the school and that's when we went over there and I haven't looked back since. So, how did it feel when you took your first bump? Uh, painful. Hmm. <laughs> it, uh, you know, in a way, I was kind of not surprised because it was I was being slammed on, you know, the grass and stuff in my backyard. So I was expecting it to hurt less than that, which it did, but it didn't expect it to hurt as much as it did. Uh, the, the ring is not a trampoline. It's not a big padding no, 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 no. pillow. It, it's, it's steel and wood, an inch of padding if you're lucky. So it, uh, it definitely shocks your system. We, we call it the flash when you hit the ring. When you, when you bump, you get this white flash the first time you ever do it. And it's essentially it's the back of your head hitting the mat because you don't realize you need to tuck your chin all the time. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it was very painful. <laughs> but it didn't scare you. Oh, no, no. Uh, we, uh, Rob and I had a fire to where we were in the ring all the time in training. So when the eight guys would take a break, we were still in there practicing our own things. We, the ring did not scare us. We just took, as a matter of fact, it probably should have scared us more than it did because we probably took a lot of unnecessary bumps, especially at the beginning, that we're paying for now. But, you know, we just had a drive and a hunger to, to do whatever we could at any time in that ring. So, yeah, it definitely did not scare us. How's it been in uh, New Era now, now that you're back? I mean, like, when you're doing uh, commentary, I, I imagine it's probably just setting a fire in your ass, like, I don't belong here, I need to get back in the ring. Now that you're back, and if you don't, frankly, on top... Uh, what's your mindset now as opposed to before you came back? I mean, do, do you, do you have a humbleness to you? Uh, do you have something that keeps you centered so you don't get too much of a cocky asshole? I mean, there's nothing wrong with being confident, but, uh, what do you do now that you're pretty much on top here? Well, the thing is, there's a lot of young talent, there's a lot of young guys, and those guys have that hunger that I had when I first started. The hunger that kept me in the ring, bumping every chance I got. That kept me in there trying to, you know, come up with innovative new moves and new things to do in the ring to entertain people. And those guys are nipping at my heels. So that's what keeps you driven. That's what keeps you going and, and keeps you humble in a sense. Is because if I got comfortable, if I got cocky, those guys they'll pass me up right away. So you got to stay driven and you got to stay uh, determined in the ring. Regardless of age of, you know, injury, time in the business, things like that, you got to stay driven. Otherwise, you know, why are you there? What if, uh, if you've made a name for yourself and you can get by doing the same thing every time, then do it by all means. But right. if you're on this scene and you have a live crowd there, they want to see something intense. They want to see something out of the ordinary. So you got to deliver your, your series now with Logan Austin. Uh, I, I had the uh, pleasure to hang out with him for a couple hours, a couple weeks ago. And uh, I asked him like, do you get a lot of advice that you just don't fucking want? And he's like all the goddamn time. And 
but uh, the, the the great thing about it was that he was humble to the point where like he's able to cherry pick because he's getting so much from so many different people that he can tell now who wants him to fail as opposed to wants him to succeed. Obviously, I would assume that you are one of the people that want him to succeed because you're about to go for the the trilogy uh, in what, like a couple weeks, and you know, the matches have been phenomenal. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of color, but you're really shining that kid up, and I imagine he's one of the people you're talking about. That if you're if you fall asleep, this kid's gonna he's gonna outrun you. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Um... In all seriousness, he is a guy that I view as being the future of the business, whether it's on a local level. I agree. Or if he's driven enough, he can make he can make a splash. Really what it comes down to when you're trying to make a name for yourself is your drive and your determination and your willingness to put yourself out there. Um, I'd say I'm probably one of the guys that have given him some of the unwarranted or unwanted advice, but – it's more so because if he looks good, then I look good. And so if I can help someone, um, be it from him to Balaam Lynx to Damon Ace to any of the newer guys over the last few years. I mean, even uh, Cody Devine just made his return to New Era this last show, and he had been around for a while. Uh, when he was brand new, I did the same thing with him. Just, hey, man, this is the stuff that, that I like that you do. This is where I see you going. It's uh, – the young guys, if they look good, then they make the old guys like myself look good. And uh, it's all a win and win in my eyes. I'm not a guy that wants to hold anyone back or hold oh, anyone down. Oh, I wasn't, you know, insinu- I wasn't insinuating because- that with you, man. Otherwise, I wouldn't have bring it up, brought it up at all. I'm just saying that uh, oh, no. I can tell from someone that – from a, even a, a, a backseater perspective that you're shining some people up advice-wise. The matches are great. Um, even the in-between promos are great. I, I see a lot of the indie shows here and, you know, God bless everyone, you know, keep, keep trying. But, um, back when I was working for the daily, when I was, uh, one of my good friends and I, we used to have a game where we call it, we, we used to call it, I called it, um, because we were music uh, journalists and we would find an indie band and then we'd say, I call this one. And then, Five months later, all of a sudden, boom, Grammy, boom, top of the charts. And there's when we talk off uh, when we're done here, we'll talk offline uh, about who the ponies I've got my money on. But I'm getting like so derailed on this. But uh, you're definitely one of those ponies, um, as well as Logan Austin. It's nice seeing a good trilogy. Uh, well, I'm, I assume it's going to be a trilogy. Uh, especially after getting, he called you out so hardcore uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, what, what were you thinking when he came out? Well, uh, you know, I didn't think you would. <laughs> you know, after uh, our last meeting and the the state that I left him in, and then after I was out there with Damon Ace, and you know, I left him bloodied and beaten in the middle of the ring as well. I did not anticipate that he'd have the guts to get up and you know, come out and get in my face again. So when he went out there, I was like, okay, kid wants to come out. I'll show him what it's all about. And I just went after him. I didn't even say a word to him. And, uh, you know, he's fast. So he, you know, ducked me and we got into it. And the commissioner decided to make it a, uh, another match. 
And if that's what Logan wants, well, he's going to get it. And unfortunately for him, I'm not going to hold back this time. You know, the last time I, I saw promise in the kid, I held back, but I put him in his place. This time I can't say he'll be so lucky. Yeah, you put him in his place uh, pretty goddamn well. That was a lot of fucking color, man. <laughs> that was a lot of color. Uh, yeah? It, it was uh, It was fun hearing him talk about that after the fact because uh, he was – he's – I, 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 I want to make sure when I talk about him that I'm careful with my words because I would hate to be in his shoes and for someone to always bring up his age. And that's completely peripheral on this because this has been a dynamite group of of matches, what you're doing. What, I, dude, honestly, man, I thought that Damon was going to stomp you in the dirt. Like I, I, I did not see you winning that match. Not because he's bigger but because uh, it just the, the brawling capacity of that man. And when you when you won up to man, that, that – I don't know if you were paying attention, but did you hear how hard everyone popped when you won? Whether they were happy for you winning or or pissed off? Yeah, it, it was a it was a mix. That's sure. <laughs> but you got everyone on their feet, man. You and, know, uh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, I did notice that, and it made it uh, difficult to. Uh, to address the crowd afterwards because they, they were kind of on both sides of it. You know, some people enjoyed seeing what I did and then other people, there were some people screaming for me not to keep punching him in the open wound that I created on top of his head. And I was like, well, I see a weakness. I'm going to exploit it. You know, so there's people screaming uh, from both sides that liked what I did and didn't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he definitely was a tough competitor because he is a bigger guy. Uh, it's not often that I'm in there with someone bigger than I am, but this was one of those instances. But I like to think my experience got the best of him. So uh, that definitely happened, uh, whether I wanted it to or not. Uh, no offense, by the way. Um, trying to be as objective as I can, but you know, Fantastic. when I when I was at that show, I did my best to uh, just be a wallflower to, and not just you, um, Kincaid. Um, Balaam, not just the people that I'm partial to because they're uh, alumni of the show. It was so amazing to be at an indie show in a comic book store, the biggest comic book store in the world, actually, in a warehouse. Of course, why, why didn't everyone ever think about that before? Um, and feel like a fan again and not – and. You you, compl- you guys – all of you guys completely and I hope everyone that, from New Era that's listening uh, will understand that you guys made me feel like a fan and I wasn't analyzing, oh, botch, uh, that, that, he's telegraphing, oh, he's definitely going to win. I see the fear in his face. Uh, that was all out the window. I, I left that show stone cold sober, happy as a fucking pup to chow. And enjoying a, a, a great wrestling event, and it made me so happy to be exactly where I am on this universe in that moment. It was a great drive back to the Springs, and I, I really appreciate that. And uh, again, uh, I know I bumped into you on the, on the way out, but it was very nice meeting you and, and your family. Um, 
I, I'm not even asking you a question, by the way. I'm just ranting on. <laughs> I, I'm just ranting on. Um, no, I, no, it's good to hear. It is. It's good to hear because you know, in, in right now, it's a great time to be a professional wrestling fan. And as it is, all, almost every day of the week now is going to be consumed with top level professional wrestling on television. Monday night from Raw, WWE to M- AEW to Impact yep. to it's uh, everything. Monday Everything Night Raw, Impact on Tuesdays, uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite, uh, Thursday Night uh, – uh, God, what am I forgetting here on Thursday? Uh, Rocky Mountain Pro, uh, Friday Night, SmackDown, Saturday New Japan, and then Sunday, either recover or find the, the little indie matches that you couldn't that – you, that you missed. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal time. Exactly. What so you- it's such a great time to be watching – good pro wrestling on television that it's nice when we get fans that come to our shows and they see it live and we can still entertain them and keep them interested in the sport on a local level when they have so much high level stuff out there on television for us to be able to deliver something on that same level in person. It it feels good when you hear people talk about the product in such a positive light. What are you doing on the? What are you doing on Wednesday? Uh, you got people. Co- you got people coming over to watch Dynamite. You've got any plans for that, or you just gonna? Be you know, actually, I I may make my way up to the Watering Bowl. Primos is going to be doing hosting the Wednesday Night Wars, where they're going to have both NXT and uh, AEW playing in the Watering Bowl, where they do all of the Primos live events. Mm-hmm. Um, I might make my way over there because uh, I personally don't have cable at home, so I couldn't watch them unless I stream them somewhere uh, as it is. So I may make my way up there. It's a free viewing party that they're doing there at the Watering Bowl. No, I, I, I saw that, and I was actually pretty tempted about that, um, especially if it's both going on. I mean, WWE is kind of being a little – okay, they're desperate right now. Like pretty, like They've gotten Stone Cold to say I might do a match or could do a match. The Rock is pretty much guaranteed yeah. for Friday. Uh, Wednesday is going to be – I think they said four title matches on NXT, which is bullshit because it's cheating out the, the, the wrestlers themselves from the, 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 the takedown events, which honestly, man, I was at takedown in uh, Dallas uh, when Shinsuke made his debut and takedown was a thousand times better than actual WrestleMania two days uh, – a day and a half later. Uh, well, except when the rattlesnake came out, but that's 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 different. Um, that's different. I, I I think they're cheating these guys, and I think they're getting desperate, and they're going to make mistakes. Yeah, you can bring the Undertaker out, but the Undertaker is hurt. He's wearing that he's wearing that singlet up to like past his belly button to hide the the hip the the hip surgery scars. Uh, you you can't bring Stone Cold out because everyone's going to realize that Stone Cold never really wrestled. He just punched you in the face and did a couple of stunners and drank some beer. And you you can't do that. Um, it, you're you're what's the word? The the shiny veneer is going to wear off very quickly when you've got uh, Darby Allen doing coffin drops and skateboarding on people's faces with tacks, and uh, you've got Chris Jericho, Y2J, my hero, uh, with with Hangman. I, I was honestly a little mad that Hangman lost, even though I love Y2J. You know, yeah, but in the end, I think it's uh, 
he's going to get his time. I mean, Jericho's a smart guy. He knows where he's at. And I'm sure the people that run that company, they see the star power in Jericho, especially when you're just starting off. So Mm. Hangman will get his time. It's, uh, it's just, you know, a matter of time. So do you have any favorite, but when it comes to like, you're, Go ahead. No, no, you had when it comes to what? Um, well, when it comes to, you know, like you were talking about the, the shiny veneer and everything WWE is doing to throw out all the stops, they have to, you know, at some point I understand why they're doing it because they kind of have to, to keep their uh, family-friendly image in light of a lot of the other things you were talking about that AEW and, and the other companies are doing. You, you kind of have to throw out all the stops you can and, They've done the same thing with Saudi Arabia when they had you know Goldberg show up and they had the Undertaker and they got Shawn Michaels out of retirement and there's talk of uh, Hogan and the Undertaker being at the Saudi Arabia event the next one that they're doing I don't know what they're going to be doing but they're going to be there from, from what I've heard so I mean it's uh, they're pulling out all the stops they can to draw away you know kind of post their product being family friendly and everything on on top so they have to do everything they possibly can so i get, get what they're doing but you're also right in the fact that they're gonna throw everything they can at you right away and then what's left you know now uh, i want to talk about this for just a little bit little bit before we get back to you because that's what why we're here um is there any particular indie wrestlers that you've got your eye on um that are your favorites like uh i was a kevin Steen el generico guy uh, Well, you know, at the moment, not really. And the, the reason why is mostly because, like, on the indie scene, I used to pay attention very heavily because I was very invested in trying to make uh, a name for myself and go places. So when Kevin Steen was there and El Generico and, and guys were traveling the same circuit, essentially, I was, I was paying heavy attention to them. Right now, my focus is just local. And so the guys that I'm paying attention to are the guys in the gym down the street that can take my spot here. The guys that are, are nipping at my heels. And, you know, I'm not going to do this forever. So I have to watch what I'm doing where I'm at. Um, so I, yeah, you're, I haven't necessarily watched a whole lot of the guys out there. There were guys. There were guys like, you know, the Bucks and, and uh, Omega and things like that. But those guys are now big time their they're, AEW is just uh, you know as big as impact I'd say even though they're just now starting out I'd say as far as notoriety and financial level they're right up there so to me those are guys that have made it already um, but there's you know there's definitely a lot of talent locally that I've had my eye on that I'm I'm watching and like who want to continue to get in there with you know well, I mean, I've kind of already been getting in there with a lot of the guys, but there's a guy in Brumach that I, I had a brief encounter with at uh, Primo's Slave to the Death match. Uh, that guy, he's got a lot of power and a lot of speed for, for his size. It's kind of a, astounding how fast that, that guy can move. Uh, and he's only been doing this for about a year. There's, uh, you know, Damon Ace. We, we had our brawl, but that guy, I, I have a feeling he can go just as technical as anybody, and he has a uh, very bright future, especially locally. Uh, and like I said about Logan, the same thing. Damon has a, a place to go the past where we're at if, if he so desires. Uh, Balaam Links, that guy, I've, I, I haven't seen a guy jump that high off the top rope in a very long time. I mean, he 
has some uh, some springs for knees there. So I think as, as far as the high flyer goes, that dude can fly around and he's got some technical ability. And these are guys that have just started out. They just started having matches in the last few months. So where are they going to be in a year? Where are they going to be in two years? You know, it's uh, pretty astounding stuff. And, and locally, I think they're going to kind of usher in a new wave of guys here in Colorado. Where do you want to be in a year? Uh, tough question. <laughs> can can, can uh, you say, be... can you say, but if you can't, because if you say you want to go to ring of honor, that means that someone in is going to think that you're better than them as, or, or is it just more of a, no, I mean, where would I want to be? I, I mean, I want to be everywhere. I want people to, you know, know who I am. I mean, that's, that's kind of the goal of being in this business is getting your name out there and working the circuit and getting people to know who you are. Now, if I had a, the pick of the litter, I mean, I'd go to any of them, Ring of Honor, Impact, AEW, any of those would be amazing if I had the opportunity. You know where I um, want to see you? But what's that? I want to see you in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. I yeah, want to see you I, there first. I could see that. I want to see you there first because I want you to have that ticket. There's something about PWG and then also because I want to say there's probably five guys and again I'm not going to talk or in or women uh that I'm not going to say on on my show um that are going to be able to do that. Now, I'd like to see you have that PWG golden ticket because of how fun it is and how it's one of those I, – I, it's not one of those high school bullshit things where in order to to go somewhere good, you got to go there. No, there's, there's something special about it. And and uh, also to add to it is the fact that you're from Colorado. Um, I, I keep talking to people in different territories in Oklahoma, Arizona, uh, Texas – They've got a weird thing going there, like even even New Mexico, like the Albuquerque guys don't really have a have a monthly. Like there's like four here. There's zero in in Albuquerque, and I would like to see you there for the Colorado aspect to bring everyone in. It's it's we need a vet. We need yeah. a fucking vet. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I definitely I I would you know love to do that i'd love to have that opportunity it would be amazing uh colorado has definitely produced some some things going on out there that i i think is great uh jack draper in ring of honor he was a colorado guy he was known as sammy six guns jr in new era wrestling mm-hmm. uh then you have uh, royce isaacs he's one half of the nwa tag team champions now and he started off at primo's wrestling and worked the entire colorado circuit before moving out to california and making his name there so i mean Colorado is getting their name out there, and I think there's a lot of guys here that could do it. I feel that I'm one of them. So, yeah, I'd absolutely love to make you know an impact over there. Let, let's talk more about you. Um, who was your dude when you were growing up? Like, who was the first guy that you laid eyes on and that's my pony? Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Beautiful. Macho Man, Macho Man was the guy that – uh, he had the flair. He had the the pipes. I loved his voice. You know, I, I I didn't realize his voice was shoot 
I thought that it was a, uh, I thought it was a gimmick, like his character. I was like, man, this guy's so cool. And so, of course, everyone. I, I don't think there's a wrestling fan from the '90s that didn't do, or '80s and '90s that didn't do a Macho Man impression. It's just it was something everybody did. Uh, they still do it to this day, just off of old Slim Jim commercials. Everyone, you know, does his voice. Uh, so he, it was him when it came to entertainment. But then, as I grew older. The guy that I started watching because of his technical ability in the ring was Mr. Perfect. Really? Uh, Kurt Hennig. Really? His, his ability in the ring to me just was very uh, clean and crisp, and I just – I loved watching him. So, Man, I love talking to you guys because you guys pull something out of your ass every time. I never would have <laughs> fingered you for a, for a Mr. Perfect guy. Yeah, it, Mr. Perfect. I I loved him. I loved everything he did. Even uh, as he progressed and got into WCW, I I know every word to rap his crap, his uh, West Texas redneck raps or country song. Uh, I loved him. I loved everything he did. He, and he actually got more entertaining as he went on to me, as far as behind you know behind the mic and on camera. But his in ring ability was second to none, if you ask me. I thought he was phenomenal. Um, that was from a technical standpoint. Then you've got guys that with the flash, like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. His ability to do the things he did with the flash and flair that he did in the ring was phenomenal. So, you know, watching him work with Macho Man, WrestleMania 3, was that was the match that made me say, oh, that's what I want to do in life. You know, I was always a fan, but I didn't get to watch WrestleMania 3 until I was older because, like I said, it happened when I was three years old. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure I saw it, but I didn't register it. So then I rewatched it years later. I was probably about. 10 or 11 and I rewatched it and was like whoa that match that's what makes me want to be a wrestler right there that's why I want to do what I do so one of the most uh, uh, I don't know uh, what's the word <sighs> appealing I don't know uh, I'm, I'm trying to think because I want to make sure that I don't sound like an asshole here one of the most satisfying things I've ever done was buy that best 100 matches in WWE book and then just pull up every single one on the network. It took me about three months. Uh, but yeah, that that Macho Man and Steamboat match, that was uh, – knowing what I've known and seen pictures of the, the legal pad of this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do. Like I, I don't – it, it seems superhuman to me. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how that happened, especially since it was pretty much verbatim from what they had written down. But uh, but I, I appreciate you sharing that with me, man, because uh, it makes me feel kind of stupid because I was a Val Venus guy. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't but, you know, the all, all is, the Val, Val Venus was pure entertainment. Like everything he did, he was crisp and entertaining, you know? <laughs> So he draw he drew you in. He did his job. <laughs> I, I I was thirteen, going to like construction sites when they were closed to find like old penthouses they had laid out because I loved Valvinus so much. <laughs> and but I was a I, I was a stone cold guy through and through. Uh, Jericho, Y2J Mahero, I have to say it every time. Uh, my my big brother died, and that was our gimmick. So I always have to say it. He died of cancer a couple years ago, and. That was something that every time I go to the shows, I, I I pretend he's sitting next to me and I can hear him telling me like, "God damn, that's a lot of color." Like, or in the, when you, <laughs> I swear to God, man, when you got when you got uh, 
<laughs> Damon's blood on you. I, I heard him in my head like, I bet his wife is going to have a pain in the ass getting this shit out of his fucking shirt. And, and I'm thinking like, man, you're, <laughs> you're, you're still here. You're still here, brother. Like, uh, that was again, man. Thank you. That was uh, again to be a fan. Uh, t- tell me more about your about your in ring persona. I mean, you're you're not necessarily nice. You know, it's not a nice business. So, uh, perfect. If answer. You're, you're going to <laughs> if you're going to leave uh, an impression and you're going to show people what the business is about, well. It's not a nice one, so why be nice? That's the way I look at it. You know, there's there's so many people that are. I mean, just look in the history books. Look at the guys that started out like The Rock, probably you know the biggest guy to come out of professional wrestling. When he started, he was wearing teal and had that that curly mop top on his head and yeah. was trying to be nice to everybody. As soon as he started being mean and showing people, you know, how it was. That's when he got popular. That's when people started liking him. Stone Cold Steve Austin, when he was the ringmaster and, you know, out there being Stunning Steve, people, you know, oh, he's, he's a good wrestler. But then when he started, you know, swilling beer and kicking people in their guts and dropping them on their dome, that's when people started being like, oh, I like this guy. People don't like the good guys. They cheer the good guys because they feel they have to. The bad guy, that's the guy they always want to be. We're writing a comic book and... Well, I'm writing the comic book. Gunther is drawing it, but I keep I have to go to him because he's he's all about Superman. I'm a Marvel guy, he's a DC guy. And I go to him like, listen, dude, I can't I'm having a serious problem writing the good guys. And he's like, Why? I'm like, cause <coughs> excuse me. Cause I hate the good guys. Like I I, I like the <laughs> bad guys. Like like we, I've come up with some ridiculous characters, and and he's like, we need some good guys, and I'm like, um, mm, I don't know, some guy that's a Boy Scout that I hate that I didn't like in 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 grade school, or <laughs> like, I, I don't know, help me out here. It's 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 all about the heels for me. Um, it, it, I wanted to bring this up especially because you do some cosplay. I do. I don't know if you know this, but this com- this podcast is about comic books and wrestling. Oh yeah, I'm aware. And uh, I, 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 hearing you talk about you know the DC and Marvel thing, I myself am mostly or have been historically a DC guy. Lately, I've been more of a Marvel guy. But uh, Superman was was my guy. That was I was Superman through and through. Uh, when I was a kid, those were the only comic books I would buy. Were Superman for the longest time. Uh, but when you're referencing my cosplay, obviously you've seen my Captain America. Uh, so you're, I mean, I've gone into Marvel lately. <laughs> your specific Steve Rogers from Endgame holding yes. Mjolnir with uh, God bless you, man. You you she, you've got Marvel Girl as your daughter. That's not Marvel Girl. Uh, <laughs> Miss, uh, I'm I'm spacing here, but like that was wonderful. Captain Marvel, Captain yeah, yeah. Marvel, and then you've got Peggy as your wife. Hell yeah, yes. <laughs> Hell yeah, and then Sorry. and then you no no worries, man. And then you were did you did Mister Incredible? I mean, like hell yeah, that like my cosplay's been stupid. Like I, I did Kung Fury one time. That was pretty fun. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, I did Kung Fury. I've got a legit Beetlejuice costume. Uh, I was at a wedding the other day. It was a cosplay wedding, and 
the the per- the people that were getting married, um, my one of my very good friends, the 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 bride, she was married to a guy that is um, Ghostbusters cosplay. He's actually working on a local film. Uh, the, well, he showed me the footage. It's, it's straight up legit. But he's got a work in proton pack, and I'm like, hey, let me wear that for the wedding. He's like, great, just get a costume. Sweet. I go to every spirit in Colorado Springs, and they tell me, no, the only place is in Aurora that has a Ghostbusters outfit that's for an adult, and I've got a fully functioning proton pack just sitting in my room. Like, I, I almost fell asleep with it. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, you know. Cosplay is something I've gotten more and more into, and I definitely got into it a little more while I was on leave from wrestling because uh, it's in my blood to kind of do something in the entertainment realm. So even with the cosplay, I don't just go to Comic Con or to you know go for Halloween and dress up. I've we've done we got with a local group and did Marvel photo shoots, and we sure. actually crashed a Quinceanera photo shoot. Uh, with a bunch of cosplayers, it was pretty great. Like so, I, I when I do something, I would definitely want to go all in on it. So if you look at the the Captain America Endgame cosplay, I tried to get the best suit possible and get all of the best props for it. It's uh, even you know, your, if I'm gonna do it, I want to do it right. Even your so. boots were legit. Uh, were you working with Sword here in the Springs? Uh, they're, they're, no, no. I don't know Sword. Sword is a cosplay group that they usually work out of um, Escape Velocity. I, I'm a I, I go to all the comic book stores except Vans. Uh, like I, I went to that store and he, some Cajun guy runs it and he's like, "Yeah, I'm the only real comic book store here." And he starts talking shit about other comic book stores where I'm personal friends with the owners. And I'm like, yeah, I, I flat out told him, you're, ne- you're never – like after he sold me my $5 set of Hellraiser cards, um, you're never going to see me again. And <clears throat> Sword, I believe, works with uh, Escape Velocity and they're at, always at the, uh, the Colorado Springs wrestling stuff. I'm not, not wrestling, uh, the, the comic cosplay stuff. And Yeah. Do, do you still read oh. comics? You know, I haven't read a comic in years. <laughs> I read a couple of the New 52 stuff when it came out. Um, honestly, it's just because life's been busy. I've had a lot going on personally over the last 10 years that, you know, trying to build a, a, a day career, trying to be a wrestler, trying to raise a family. You know, it's it's been a lot of work. So I haven't really read a whole lot of comics over the, the past few years. I love the entertainment of the television stuff though. I watch every comic book TV show out there with the exception of black lightning. And it's only because I haven't found time to squeeze that one in there, but flash, let tomorrow, Supergirl, uh, all the Marvel stuff. I loved all the Netflix stuff. I hate that they're all gone. Looking forward to the Disney plus stuff. So with the TV shows, I've gone all in on because my wife gets behind those. I can't get her to read a comic book. Um, but she loves all the TV shows. So yeah, I've kind of fallen out of the comic stream because just because not because I don't want to read them. I just haven't had time. Um, but I've gotten more into the media side of things because, you know, as a family, we, we all love actually, as a matter of fact, my wife and daughter are downstairs watching Spider-Man far from home right now. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I keep up with all of the current, you know, television media and streaming media but i have not done comic books in a while well 
you know, to correct myself, I did read one comic book recently, and it was because I was reading it to my daughter. But it was the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic comic book. So I don't know if that counts. <laughs> I don't know, man. That seems like one of those comics when you're buying it, and the guy's like uh, looking at you and like, no, it's for my daughter. And he's like, sure it is, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. You're not a brownie. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, but I, I definitely love what they're doing with the mcu and with you know even the dc their their movies have i like them but they're definitely lackluster comparing it to marvel it's flip it's flip flop though though bro it's flip flop the dc live action movies aren't that good but the 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 animation the the animation movies are superior uh oh absolutely uh, I, I all of their animated stuff the death of superman and the and reign of the superman that came out earlier this year oh my god amazing i watched them twice the constantine movie that came out two years ago like a hard r constantine fuck yes batman yep. year one yep. focus completely on gordon give me more <laughs> yeah uh, as a matter of fact all of the dc streaming stuff on the uh dc unlimited app best eight bucks i spent a month thing it uh yeah, it's amazing. I mean, we're watching, we're finishing up Swamp Thing right now, but we've watched, and we're, of course, keeping up with Titans every week. But we love Doom Patrol, love Titans. I hate that they're only doing one season of Swamp Thing. Hopefully that'll change in the future. But, Agreed. Uh, so far, we like Swamp Thing a lot. So Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, uh, the fact that I've been getting to just randomly watch a random Batman, the animated series, because um, I didn't throw down a thousand dollars when that came out on dvd like 10 years ago i don't but it's it's just it, it's doom patrol especially because i'm a huge grant morrison fan and i finished episode one and it's like hey would you like to uh, it, like if if for our listeners it'll minimize and you'll see the screen of what just finished and would you like to read some doom patrol comic books and then here's from the beginning or would you like to read all the Grant Morrison stuff because you know what you're talking about and you're like, well, yes, I would. Thank you so much. I will, I will be late to, I will be late to work tomorrow because you assholes just gave me hands on Grant yep. Morrison, like, like full fledged on. And there's rumors that they're going to shut that down. And I'm hoping that my buddy is wrong about that because that again, best eight bucks I spent a month. Well, I think if they shut it down, it's not so much that it's going away. It's that it's going to be absorbed by the Warner Brothers app that's going to be coming out. So, I, I mean, I think it's still going to be around in some capacity, just maybe not a standalone DC app. Mm-hmm. It'll be – you get the Warner Brothers and you can add DC to it. You know, That's mm-hmm. what I envision them doing. It's just kind of like with Disney. You have Disney Plus and then there's Marvel as a part of that. You know, That's kind of how I envision them doing it. But we'll see because they've kind of – you know, all their shows I think are great, but then Swamp Thing, they only gave it, they canceled after the first episode aired. Yep. So I don't know. I, I don't know what they're doing exactly, but uh, you know, all we can do is speculate and hope. <laughs> Too many cooks in the kitchen, man. But, you, you've got all these network yeah. execs that are like, hey, we just did a test audience and uh, these audience love puppies. The Punisher needs a puppy and, and gets Swamp Thing a puppy too because, yeah, we need that. Oh, and then, uh, uh, Taylor Swift's cool now. We got to get her on the soundtrack. Uh, dude, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you're pissing exactly. everyone off. The, the, the nice thing is that uh, I think his name's Greg Verlanti, the guy that executive produces all of those and all of the CW shows. He tends to keep their TV pretty good. I mean, all their crossover stuff. I'm really excited for the Crisis on Infinite Earths. I can't Earth wait event. for Chris, Crisis. Did you see Brandon Ruth as uh, uh, 
as yeah. Alex Ross's uh, Superman. Oh yeah, yeah, the King, the uh, Kingdom Come Superman. Oh, Kingdom Come, amazing, beautiful. Yeah, it, and you know, I was a fan of Routh as Superman, not that movie per se, but I liked his look, and so I was kind of bummed that he didn't get the the right movie for him. So now that he gets kind of a in a way, a second chance to play the Man of Steel, I think is pretty awesome. Oh, and I agree. What probably for me, because it started when I started high school, I was a huge Smallville fan. So when I was a freshman, that's when Smallville started, and he was a freshman, and I followed that show all throughout uh, the ten years it was on. And so now that they're bringing in Tom Welling as Clark Kent again, and everyone's hopeful that he'll put on <laughs> the suit and we'll actually get the ending to Smallville that everybody wanted. I'm pretty excited about that as well. Didn't Lex, the the guy that played Lex Luthor, turn down the role? Yeah, and that's a bummer, especially because I listened to his podcast and he talks on there about how he loved the role and he would love to do it again. And he's like, hey, I could have done better than uh, Eisenberg as Lex. You know, I already did the role. Reach out to me. And then when they reach out to him to do it, he says no. He claims it's because they didn't tell him how it wasn't going to be hardly any money and they didn't tell him what he'd be doing. They just needed an answer if he would do it. And so he just said no because he didn't know what he was going to do. But I I still wish he would have done it. You know because he is my favorite Lex Luthor to date. You know what that sounds so. like? Shitty booking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sounds yeah. like shitty booking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know that's the thing. I can't say I would do the same. If someone contacted me and said, hey, uh, we want you to do the, the show on this date. And I need to know right now. Well, what am I doing? I don't know yet. Uh, I'd probably say no too. Yep. You know, just cause I'm like, oh, I need to know what I'm doing. <laughs> yep. We need to so, know. By the way, what are you doing? Uh, t- tell us, uh, I believe, uh, to the best of my knowledge, you've got three gigs coming up. Uh, quite a, well, there's quite a few coming up over the next, you know, few months. I mean, obviously I'm on featured on the, the new era and, Primo's uh, shows every month, but Primo's is doing a lot of different shows right now. Yeah, they some don't have a big show in, coming up. Not. They don't have a big um, show coming up. They've got a lot of little ones. Johnny Crash is having his first threesome. Uh, I love that guy, by the way. Yeah. Um, but you've got new. You've got newer on the twelfth, and you've got CSW on the eighteenth. To the best of my knowledge, nineteenth, uh, nineteenth for CSW. Uh, New Era is on the 12th. Primo's has the, I think it's called uh, something, I forget what it's called, but it's on Friday the 4th. It's at uh, Mocking Brewery, something like that. Uh, But it's a, they're doing a show on that Friday, and then there's also a show, Carnival, uh, at the Watering Bowl on the 6th of October. Then I've got the 12th for New Era, the 19th for CSW and then, you know, moving into November, there'll be shows there as well. But the ones in stone is the sixth for Primo's and newer on the 12th and CSW on the 19th. Uh, CSW on the 19th, they just announced I'll be wrestling Manny Lemons out of Utah. He's been in Ring of Honor. He's been around for a while. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to getting in the ring with that guy. Uh, October 12th, New Era doing a last man standing match against Logan Austin. Yep. Kid thinks he has a chance, but you know, if you if you want to see blood, I suggest you show up. And if you don't, you may want to keep the kids at home too. So uh, it's uh, it's going to be an intense month. 
uh, Carnival for Primos is always a unique Halloween show. Uh, we kind of change the normal script of our, our of our shows. We pay homage to uh, pop culture and superstars of the, fa- of the past with a little bit of cosplay ourselves for that event. So uh, if you show up there, you'll see some guys reenacting their favorite wrestlers or characters from pop culture from the past. So it's kind of a fun event. I, I recommend everybody go check that one out. How do we find you on uh, uh, social media? Uh, Instagram, jsin07, Twitter, jsin07, and then facebook.com slash j, just the letter j, sin, S-Y-N-N. Well, it's been an honor to have you on the show, sir. Is there anything else you want to follow up with before we follow up here? Uh, no, I mean, it's been a, a good time. I definitely would like to uh, come on one of your comic book, you know, podcasts. I think that I'd have some fun talking about some of that stuff a little more in depth. I'm looking forward to seeing your, your personal comic book you're working on. That sounds interesting. So I, uh, it's something I've always wanted to do myself. I, I was a bit of an artist. I, like I said, I do graphic design. So that's something to check it out whenever you guys finish that up. Yeah, but uh, man, it has been a pleasure to have you. I can't wait to see you at Primos. I can't wait to see you at Newer, and I especially can't wait to see you uh, at CSW because I'm be part of that show too. But man, if there's nothing else you have to uh, wrap up with us, uh, this is dangerous. Minefields, over and out.